And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald coming right back at you here along with my good friend. He is one of the great hosts of Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You got to check it out today on Podbean and so many other different podcast outlets. It is my good friend. We're going to go ahead and recap a lot of great things here in week one, plus also talk some waiver wire later in the show. But it's so great to have him on again. It's Jason Dutch. What's going on, my friend? Hey, man. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Uh, happy Tuesday to you as well, my friend. Happy first waiver wire week yeah. coming at you right here. And we're going to cover that later in the episode. We're going to talk more Antonio Brown. It's not a laughing matter because uh, something no. else came up with him. But, you know, since we last spoke, the saga we thought ended because he got himself talked out of one area and put himself into another area. But we'll We'll recap a little bit of that and and see where it's going now and ask ourselves if it's actually okay to go ahead and start him at this point in time coming up. But first, my mm-hmm. friend, it's NFL week one. It's all done. It's in the books. A lot of great things that we saw and a lot of uh, shameful stuff that we saw when it comes to the weekend that was in the NFL. So I want to hear your thoughts on week one standouts. Where do you think it starts? Because for me, it starts in Houston. But for I know for you, it probably starts somewhere else. Well, Houston's a good place to, to to look for sure. I mean, Denard Hopkins, big game. You expect that, right? I mean, he was probably your number one pick. So, or yeah, he for me he was your, at worst your number two pick if you had like a, a an early snake pick, like maybe eleven or twelve or something like that. I can't. But see for me, going... I will say this: for me, he was in my snake yeah. draft since I drafted six or uh, I think six, if I remember correctly. That he was just left on the board at that point in time. The running yeah. backs were not tantalizing at that point in time, so I took him. And so far, I'm getting some that's great good, early returns. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was a good pick because once the like I said last week, once the first three running backs were gone, I don't believe Nick Chubb or any of those other guys was worth a number four pick. So. Uh, you kind of got to go wide receiver at that point, and then you were left with maybe Michael Thomas or or him, depending on you know where you go. And you were happy with both of those this week. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas had a, a big week as well. In, in fact, I actually have a team, believe it or not, where I have Michael Thomas and Bernard Hopkins on the same team. It's a keeper league, so a I lot of you're keeping them. Yeah, a lot of young players went, which al- allowed me to have those two guys. But yeah, it's. I was very happy. Of course, I lost still. Highest scoring losing team in the league, as usual. But I lost. I'll tell you why I lost my first matchup in that in the Keeper League. It was because I'm an idiot. And I had to work on Thursday, and I didn't realize Trey Burton didn't start. So I had left Delaney Walker on my bench, and I lost by two. Delaney Walker would have gave me an 18-point win. So th- that was one reason why I lost. But also the other reason why I lost, which is as a standout in, the, in a bad way, was I have my two quarterbacks who I think – for the year will be fine, but Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger did a total of the jack zero. You know, they were terrible. Jared Goff was completely exposed by a bad, supposed to be a bad Tennessee team. And Ben Roethlisberger was equally exposed, although a lot of it is the fact that his receivers apparently don't know how to catch the ball. I can't tell you the last time I saw a game not with, with, with someone other than the Bears playing in it. Well, that, that to me that was one of drops. my biggest surprises, seeing the overall, I guess, lack of performance from anyone on the Pittsburgh roster. Yeah, I mean, Howard, you can almost forgive because they were down right away. You know, Tom Brady just keeps on ticking, and he's supposedly getting Antonio Brown. We'll go to, we'll talk about that saga in a minute, but I think that the biggest move of this week was clear to me with Austin Eckler in um in San Diego or San Diego in uh, LA. I, when I see LAC, I keep wanting to call them the Clippers. You know what? Everybody still calls them San Diego down here as well. The San Diego Chargers, sure, but but then when I look, I see like you know Austin Eckler, RB LAC. I'm like, yeah, I, I just I think LA Clippers. You know, because- hey, both LACs will probably have a very good year because they're both loaded on both the NBA and NFL fronts. I've seen. Yeah, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I have uh, committed to watching a little bit more this year, and the Clippers do look. Uh, they look they look pretty good. I, I thought they were going to be good a couple years ago too when they had um, 
Um, what's his face? The redheaded Chris Paul, Blake Chris Paul. Griffin. Well, Blake Griffin, right? Yeah, Andrew, the red, Jordan, the, whole the redheaded Andrew. light skin guy, whatever his name is, Blake Blake Griffin. Lob, yeah. Lob City was uh, in full force. Yeah, I remember. I remember distinctly. But yeah, but circling back to the NFL, I mean, Austin Eckler has to be story one A or one B. That I don't, however you want to rank them. Does this but, mean a Melvin Gordon? You know, he's in trouble. Is, yeah, we saw this. We saw this movie last year. Remember, with Le'Veon Bell. We saw this movie last year, and it 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 didn't work out particularly well for for Le'Veon Bell. It worked out very well for James Conner, and actually last year I picked up James Conner as a waiver pickup before, right before the season started because I figured I might get one week out of him. So you know, if you picked up Eckler or you drafted Eckler late, then you're in pretty good shape because it looks to me like he's cemented his place on that team. I mean, he looked really, really good and he looked better than Melvin Gordon has really looked at pretty much any time other than maybe five. See, I'm not sold. I'm, I'm not a Melvin Gordon guy. I'm not, I, I never have been a Melvin Gordon guy. Like I would take Melvin Gordon, but I don't get excited about Melvin Gordon because I think he's just way too prone to injury. And he just never, I mean, he was really good in college. Yes. But I, I wasn't really sure that, that he was going to, he kind of, you know, he kind of reminded me of, even though he's, he's not anything like this guy as a runner, but just performance wise, he always kind of struck me as like a Ron Dane type of type of guy where, you know, you know, he's going to be okay, but you're, there's no way you could be expecting Ron Dane to do what he did in college. Cause if you remember Ron Dane in college, Ron Dane in college was insanity on a stick. But we had um, even anticipated him having so much usage at Wisconsin that we thought he might be already worn out by the time he got to the NFL. Yeah, and, and, and you know, same came from the same place too. So, you know, it's but but that's the way I kind of looked at Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a better running back than Ryan Dane was, but obviously not as powerful of a running back. He's a little he's smaller and doesn't weigh as much. Probably a little bit quicker. But I I still have never been really sold on. On, on Melvin Gordon. When I met Melvin Gordon, okay, I did. I actually have met Melvin Gordon. I was shocked at how tiny he is. You know, he's, he's not a very big guy. I'm not that big. I'm only barely six foot tall. And I just looked at this guy and I was like, this guy's an NFL running back. And like, I was there at Chargers training camp two, three years ago because my daughters, my daughters, I think I mentioned last week are, are cousins with Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans, right? Their mom, my daughter's mom is Corey Davis's first cousin. And back in uh, 2016, Corey Davis's older brother was in training camp with the Chargers. He actually, and his brother actually broke all of Antonio Brown's records when he was at Central Michigan and had a cup of coffee with the Bears as well. But when he was on the Chargers, he let us on the, you know, he got us in a training camp to meet some of the players. I met Philip Rivers, who's you know, was probably going to go home and and have his seventeenth kid that night, but Melvin Gordon just was like when I saw him, I was, and this was his going to be his rookie year. I was like, man, no, this guy. So that's not probably the greatest reason in the world to not be a Melvin Gordon fan, but it so resonated with me that I have become not a Melvin Gordon fan. I've never picked him, and I really don't want him. So Austin Eckler, on the other hand, is one of those guys who, like I said, we, it reminds us of James Conner. It kind of reminds us of a couple years ago what happened with. Uh, with Devontae Freeman, where Devontae Freeman was supposed to not be the starter. In fact, he was almost on the outs in Atlanta, and Tevin Coleman was supposed to start. And then all of a sudden, Tevin Coleman had, a, a, I think, a bad hamstring that first that first game, and Devontae Freeman scores three touchdowns, and it's all on from there. So this is just, this happens every single year. So if you have a chance to pick, make, pick up a waiver pickup of Eckler, which is probably – 50 50 chance. Gone. Yeah. It, it, well, if he wasn't drafted, then he would still be on waivers unless someone picked him up beforehand. But the odds are low. But if you did pick him up, yeah, you're, you're, you're looking in really good shape right now. And I would think you're going to get at least three weeks with him because I don't think Melvin Gordon, when he comes back, is going to even let's, even if he came back next week, I highly doubt he'd get the lion's share. Yeah. Absolutely. It's probably going to be. Not for a while before Melvin Gordon players that are out there that have him on their team are going to be able to see any type of residual effects at least three to four weeks before you're going to see any type of that. But he's not even back yet. So right now it's Austin Eckler. You're going to get a heavy dose of him. And if you're an Austin Eckler fan 
or a Los Angeles Chargers fan, you're going to see a lot of him going forward in the future. But there are more great performances that we got to talk about. Sammy Watkins, almost 200 yards in receiving, two touchdowns, just an incredible day. Tyreek Hill is injured. Yeah. So I want to ask you, is Sammy Watkins still someone you want to go ahead and make sure he's a wide receiver one for you and a big-time play, at least for the short term going forward? If Sammy Watkins is your number one receiver, you got a bad fantasy football team. Or you could be running back heavy. You could be, but I, Sammy Watkins is not, another guy that I've never – I've never really cared too much for Sammy Watkins. I know when he was in Buffalo, you know, he had some, you know, he had some good games there, but like, again, to my eye, I'm not excited by Sammy Watkins. I would, I, I view Sammy Watkins in my view, people are more than free to disagree as he's a WR three, you know, and- I'm going to say right now, I'm going to have to move him higher because the fact that there is the Tyree kill injury, I think he becomes a higher priority for Patrick Mahomes. It's certainly in the short term, but uh, they updated Tyreek Hill's injury today, and they said he'll probably miss a few a few weeks. Now we don't know what that means. That means he could be back in week four, or he could be back in week nine. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do do people still use dials? Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. We got a, a question from Contreras. Yes, yes, we, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And thank you so much for watching. And I appreciate so much you asking the questions. Absolutely. We love answering fantasy questions. So your thoughts on Montgomery. So are go we, ahead. Are we, talking about, are we talking about Montgomery, the running back from the Bears? I'm guessing that's who we're talking about. Yeah, now. I think so. I think um, so. So a disappointing guy this week. I started him over Damian Williams and it cost me a win. So thank you for clarifying Contreras XD. I think Montgomery's going to have a good year. I really do. I'm 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 pretty high on him. I think I draft him in one of my leagues as around the 45th pick. Because you're not um, sold on Trubisky being that big time quarterback in a passing no, game. That's going to be no, not you really. Still think I, he'll rely on the running game once again in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And last week's game was weird. Like that Thursday night game was just. I I don't want to read too much into that. Especially yeah, it's a, hard to on Thursday games as a Bears fan. But it's again, it's the Packers Bears. Right. It's like it's like Cubs Brewers or Cubs Cardinals or Yankees Red Sox. You know, it's it, it, it's just such it, you, you kind of got to throw everything out the window. Um, I mean, you only got are you, are you going to give up on Aaron Rodgers because you only got you 12 or 14 points depending on your scoring system? No, you know, nobody in that game had a good fancy day. So now, depending on the other running backs that you have, maybe. You know, Montgomery, you, you might want to give him a couple weeks to sort of get his feet wet, so to speak. The only running back on the Bears that I that I think is going to be a no-brainer is Tariq Cohen because I think Tariq Cohen is – they love to throw the ball to Tariq Cohen. He's, you know, and even when Trey Burton comes back, I think Tariq Cohen is still going to have a really good year again with the Bears. And he's just so explosive and he's such a good receiver. You know, I think so Montgomery I think Tariq is Cohen, a good play for flex. He could be again. It depends on who's on your team. I certainly wouldn't shy away against Denver, so there's no reason why he shouldn't have a pretty good game. He'll certainly do more than than he did this week. It's just how much they're going to use Davis. You know, the Davis thing kind of came out of left field two days before the game, like Tuesday, a week ago. This uh, today, they came out and they said, "Hey, um, you know, Davis is going to get a lot of carries this week." And I was like, "What the hell is this? What are we talking? Why is?" 
he going to get all these carries? So, you know, I was all set on Montgomery. I had just taken him. And then I was like, I don't know if I should start him. And I, I didn't I'd pull him out of my lineup. I should have. Thank yeah, you, Contreras XC, for subscribing as well. Truly appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you very much for subscribing. Definitely keep Montgomery around. If you want to tell me who your other running backs are or if what you're considering using him for maybe as a flex against a wide receiver, you can feel free to put that in your comment as well, and I'll, I'll give you my humble opinion. Or you um, can go but, ahead at any point in time. You could let us know, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or on social media. Voice from the Underground, the podcast for Jason Dutch or Pop Culture Cosmos or Inside Sports for me as well. And, you know, if he's asking him and you honor one of our other social media outlets, we'll be glad to go ahead and send it to him. Jason and I talk all the time on social media, so it's not a problem at all. Anywhere you guys and, and gals want to go ahead with your fantasy questions as well. We truly, truly appreciate it. But we know it. We'll go ahead with yeah, let's yours. Do it. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and finish my, Contreras XD right my, now. Singletary so, or Montgomery this week? Okay, assuming we're talking about Singletary from Buffalo, that's a tough one because they're like right next to each other in my rankings. I'm you know, still going Montgomery personally. Who's Singletary going against this week? Let me double check this. They're playing the Giants. So, wow. Okay. Decent running yeah, defense. That's yeah, yeah, they were very good against the run. Just they, but they're going to the lose. Past. They're going to, yeah, but they're going to, they're probably going to lose. It's summer still, so you don't have to worry about the snow. So, but gosh, that's a that I, I admit to you, that is a really, really close one. I, I think you're going to be okay with both. I think you're probably looking at about, I mean, that you're in standard scoring, you know, and I, I would say you're looking at around twelve points maybe 14 points with both of those guys. Though I do think that Singletary's ceiling is higher. My opinion is Singletary's ceiling is higher. You might have a higher floor with Montgomery, with Montgomery but Singletary's ceiling is certainly higher. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying what I'm saying. I could see Singletary with 30-plus points. There's no way that I see Montgomery with 30-plus points. There's too many other running backs in the backfield. But I could also see Singletary with five. I don't see Montgomery with getting five. I think he's going to end up around 12 or 14 points. Well, um, I can just give so, you my yeah, suggestion please. on that. That's, a, that's we, a really tough one. That is a tough one, but I'm just going to tell you right now, I, I alluded to it a little bit, that the Giants, the only thing that they looked good at was against the run. They held Dallas very well on the run. They looked awful, completely awful against the pass, but they did handle the run pretty well. So, I mean, I think of the two, I'd probably go with Montgomery this week. but. You know, it is good. Like you said, over the course of a season, I think it's going to be close. And Singletary, you're right, does have the higher pop potential as far as the big in that, especially in that division, because the Jets suck and so do the Dolphins. So, so he's you know, a, he's a PPR. So he's leaning towards Singletary, but he was also thinking about what Jacob yeah. did in Denver. If it's PPR, then I would definitely say Singletary because your Montgomery's not going to catch too many passes. That's Tariq Owens' job. So. The uh, what, what did he say here? Jacobs did to down. Oh, yeah. J- so two touchdowns in your first week. Not bad. Not shabby at all. But I mean, Jacobs is one of those rookies where he's not a surprise. You know, we, we all kind of knew this was coming. It's very rare that running backs are taken that high to begin with. I mean, you don't believe it. Look at Mark Ingram, right? Look at Mar- what Mark Ingram did in college. He was just insanity on in college. And he was taken, what, with the last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round, something like that. You know, so it's um, this guy, they knew what they were getting in Oakland. Now they thought they were going to have different players on that team. But I think the Antonio Brown thing is going to end up helping Jacobs because there's really no one to throw to on that team unless, I, I will say, though, if you're looking for a receiver on Oakland, Tyrell Williams is probably already owned. And I think that's going to help him a lot. Don't sleep on Hunter Renfro. And no, I don't mean the outfielder from the San Francisco Giants outfielder, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. There's another Hunter Renfro, and he plays wide receiver across the bay from the other Hunter Renfro <laughs> in Oakland. So, a little And they're going to need help at, yeah. to go ahead and, and still play at, at that kind of level because they're really surprised in week one. Yeah, and, and Renfro, I, I, I forget if he's a second or first-year player, but he's a young guy. You know he's he's not the fastest guy in 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 the league, but 
he seems like one of those guys who can be, and I hate the stereotype because of his skin color, but you know, he seems to be one of those guys like the capacity, like a, a Julian Edelman type of receiver or a Cooper cup type of guy, not as fast as cup for sure, but could play in that same position. So don't sleep on Hunter Renfro with a W. I, I would take a look at him. I picked him up in a couple of leagues as a flyer right before the game, because we found out about Antonio Brown, like, you know, within hours of, of game time. Right. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, this guy is going to fill into it. He he'd had a bad week, but, you know, it, I, I wouldn't, we don't judge guys up or down by what they do in week one. So, well, um, thank you for the questions, though, Contreras XT. You've been awesome, and we truly appreciate it. And no, we are, haven't gotten over the, the waiver wire just yet. We are planning to because it's getting very close for the time for the waiver wire to be out and about, free agents and all that. But the, right now, as we record this, it's still kind of up for grabs as far as the waiver wire is concerned. So I want to hear your picks in just a second, my friend. But again, just some great performances. I think, are you are you buying on Dak Prescott? Because he had a sensational performance and also Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I am. Yeah, uh, Dak Prescott. I I had a guy offer me a trade yesterday. He offered me Chris Carson and Tom Brady, who, I'm sorry, he offered me Dak Prescott and Chris Carson to me. I was giving him Tom Brady and Tariq Cohen. And I thought about it, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't really see Dak Prescott scoring. I I think I thought about it. I'm like, I know why he sent me this trade because Dak Prescott had a huge game and Carson had a huge game, even though Carson didn't rush for a lot of yards. Sell high. Buy yeah. Low. So he was, he was like, oh, I'm going to sell high and I'm going to get ter- Tom terrific who I was an idiot and didn't start. I started Roethlisberger over him. So why you're listening to me is beyond reason. <laughs> um, but I thought that I, you know what? I, I, I looked at that, that game between the Patriots and the, and the Steelers. And I looked at, I was like, okay, Patriots are going to win. I know Brady's going to throw a couple touchdowns, but I kind of figured it was going to be the running back because that's the thing with the Patriots is you never know, right? Like you can't predict the page. Rex Burkhead could score four touchdowns next week. You, you never know. So it's it, 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 that team for seven or eight years now has been so unpredictable, especially in the backfield. So I was like, well, you know, this this strikes me as one of those games where it might be, you know, a big game for one of the running backs. So I'm going to err on the side of caution, put Brady on the bench, and start Roethlisberger because they're probably going to be behind, and he'll probably get me. And you know, he might have one of those games where they lose, but he gets me three or four touchdowns. Boy, was I off! I mean, that t- that team just looked horrible. They can't hold on to the ball. So yeah, Tom Terrific staying in the lineup. But the point of that though was Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott. I just, I mean, if you if you started him week one, good for you. If you're expecting that week two, good luck. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. He's going to be fine. Lamar Jackson, though, I think is different. Lamar Jackson has potential to be a beast. I'm really glad he got an opportunity. There's a lot of talk about him not being picked at all, and then, then would he get an opportunity? And when he got picked by Baltimore, I'm glad that he did because the kids, he he could be the truth. I, I, now he's not going to be Tom Brady at the end of his career, but you know he could certainly do pretty well. You know, so the. Lamar, if you have Lamar Jackson on your team, I would say he's probably like QB nine or ten right now. That's an interesting list, to be honest with you. But uh, he's he's probably around nine or ten. So you know, if you're in, if you're a QB ten, you should be starting him unless you have, you know, like a QB one or two. So, but then look at what he did. You know, what Jared Goff did. Jared Goff was my QB three. Now I know that's high. I have him higher than a lot of the lists do. On, on most of the lists, he was in the seven or eight range. But I thought I think Jared Goff's still gonna have a good year, even though it's terrible this this week. But Baker Mayfield, same thing, had had a bad week also. So Ben Roethlisberger, bad week also. I own all these guys, right? So in a variety of different leagues. But uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson looks really good. The kid's fast. He's got a good arm. I still have some questions about his receiving core, but uh, but so far he looks like the truth. Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Crazy. Uh, are you selling on them early? Uh, no, but you I, know, I, didn't, I didn't buy into the hype all that much. I know there was a lot of hype going in, but I, I just something just kind of kept me back from going ahead and buying in on on it one hundred percent. And after week one, I'm kind of glad I did. Well, you know, Delaney Walker said something very funny. 
He said, they are who we thought they were. He was obviously quoting the late Denny Green after that debacle of a comeback against the, that the Bears had against them. What was it 2006, I want to say? So, God, time flies, doesn't it? So the thing with the Browns is like is this. Until proven otherwise, still the Browns. But it's hard not to buy in with that roster. You know, you so it's I would say you're certainly not going to dump Baker Mayfield right now. If you are, then you're out of your mind, you know, but he also aren't going to try to trade him right now because someone will offer you Dak Prescott. Like, I guarantee you there are people offering Dak Prescott for Baker Mayfield right now. Why are they doing that? Well, because they're thinking, oh, you're mad at Baker. Look at what Dak did. But I want the actual guy who's going to be a better quarterback for the year. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy <laughs> happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the underground. I want to ask you real quick in regards to Antonio Brown before we get to the waiver wire pickups and whatnot, as far as our suggestions on that. Antonio Brown, there were more allegations filed in, I believe, a Florida court in regards to some rape allegations that were made. He is now a member of the New England Patriots. And I want to ask you, I mean, he's on virtually every team out there. People picked him up, even despite all the drama. They drafted him high. And, you know, a lot of people are now questioning the fact that is this going to be a good time to still start him, to still play him? Because as of this recording, he's still expected to get some playing time as early as week two for the New England Patriots. So if you're a team owner and you have Antonio Brown on your team, are you a little bit trepidatious as far as actually putting him into the starting lineup? Well, let's. I'm, I'm going to read for you the press statement from the Patriots, which was at 8.56 p.m. Pacific time today. Just like an hour ago, we are aware of the civil lawsuit that was filed earlier today against Antonio Brown, as well as the response by Antonio's representatives. We take these allegations very seriously. Under no circumstances, this organization condones sexual violence or assault. The league has informed us they will be investigating. We will have no further comment while that investigation takes place. That tells me he's playing. As if there was a doubt. Right. Well, Kareem Hunt, he got cut right afterwards. So... You know, it's you know you never know what's going to happen. The Patriots are a team that has historically taken on troubled guys, and in almost every case except for Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, it's worked. You know, but I, I caution people. You know, it's like first of all, you know, this is not a joke. This is you know, if the sexual misconduct is is serious stuff. You know, we talk about sexual misconduct on Voice Around Again all the time. I'm not going to go into that, but like. Is that a reason to not start someone on your fantasy team? Well, I know. Is it worth it to you to, to possibly lose your matchup because of something that has nothing to do with you because of a, a, a button on your phone? If your ethics and morals are that high, great. Mine aren't. And and and, and I say that f- fully aware. I'm not trying to take away from, from what happened. You know, we have a guy in the White House who is got 17 such accusations. So, you know, but doesn't stop him from being president. So, you know, it's uh, the guy in the Supreme Court too. But this happens a lot with athletes. We have Ray Rice. We have Addison Russell, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, who magically no one talks about. But, yeah, like there's a tendency, you know, for people to just assume he's guilty. We don't have to go into why. It should be painfully obvious. But at the same time, he's kind of a jerk. So, you know, Antonio Brown is a jerk. So it's like if you have a chance to cut beta Antonio Brown right now, someone's willing to give you something for him. Really smart move to do so. I am so happy that I don't have any Antonio Brown in any of my leagues. I don't have to worry about this. Um, but if you do have him, you you're 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 silly to not start to, to not start him. I just you really got to start looking for other options because if there is any credibility to this claim whatsoever, 
It probably won't come out for a while. You know, it's civil lawsuits, probably a month and a half court date down the road, and his lawyers probably get it. But if, if there's something credible here, he will get suspended, probably for six games at the minimum end. So you really should start looking for something. If you can make a trade for someone like maybe like a Will Fuller or something like that for him at this point, might not be. Did you see that catch he made? My God. Somebody around that area, like maybe a WR2, or if you need a running back, somebody's hurting, they might take a chance if they're deep at running back but thin at receiver. I would certainly start thinking about looking to get away from it. But again, like I don't, I have never been a guy who has said I'm going to take personal ethics. Do I want to be friends with Antonio Brown? Not really. Do I have a problem with typing his name into a computer screen and hoping he wins me a couple bucks? Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, you know, it's um, there are people, though, who will cut him because of this. They get cut by like 16,000 Yahoo teams today. Guess what? He's going to be picked up by 15,999. Yeah, so, you know, it's right. it, it if you want to do that, that's fine with you. It's, this has nothing to do with real life. It's fantasy. I think it's so, all I, I think, uh, you know, in early on, it's something he's going to be a be a play for a lot of people. I think uh, maybe, uh, you know, because of the the, you know, the, the stuff, the allegations that's that's now hanging over his head. And, uh, you know, that could be more of a sense of desperation to try and get numbers out of him of any type. So we, we right. could see a lot of Antonio Brown early, at least in two weeks, two, three or four, uh, yeah. if you are going to play him, but yeah, trading he's safe. Him, he's safe for a few weeks. Trading him would probably be my, my best option. It is. And again, these charges could be false. Yeah. You know, it. Look, let's look at Derek Rose, yeah. right? Perfect example. Let's look at the Duke lacrosse team. These things do happen, but you know, it's important that we take the claim seriously. But don't don't involve it with fantasy, though, right? It's got nothing to do with fantasy football. That's a real-life issue. Fantasy's fantasy. But before we head to the waiver wire pickups and players that you need to go for on your waiver wire as soon as you hear this, because a lot of your your fellow team owners are going to go ahead after those players as well, I want to answer one last question right here from Contreras XD. Although if you have more, lay them on us, my friend, because we just truly appreciate it. But his latest question that he wanted to ask was, he was a little bit concerned over the four targets that Brandon Cooks got. Is it time to panic? No, it's the Rams. It'll I mean, they fine. spread the ball out as far as Los Angeles. You're yeah. never going to get, I think, a, uh, like a ton of targets, 9, 10, 11, 12 each and every week. Jared Goff only scored, but depending on your scoring system. But he spreads the ball. He yeah, spreads he, the ball he, out there. Even when he, he did, is hot. He did, you're, you're exactly right but he's not going to score eight to 10 fantasy points on the regular. So that's one of the reasons. I mean, if you're, you're running, your wide receivers can only do what your quarterbacks do, you know? So if you've got three receivers, because Robert Woods didn't light it on fire either, you know, neither did uh, Cooper cup. I mean, better days than Brandon cooks, but still that's going to flip around. You've, you, you can't really worry about uh, that right now. Again, it's only week one. So, you're still starting cooks every week until if he does it six weeks in a row, then maybe you should start not looking at Brandon cooks. I would say earlier, I give it two, three weeks. If two, three weeks, he's only getting three or four targets. And like you're saying, Contreras XG, yes, it seemed like he was focusing on Cooper cup and Robert Woods. So if you've got them on your team out there and, and you know, that's something you obviously want to take a, take into focus, but I think uh, as far as the way he spreads it out, he's still, you know, Todd Gurley gets get some uh, love as well. So you got to remember a lot, a lot's going his way as far as in the offense. And if I had Brandon Cooks on my team, I would be kind of worried already that if any game that he's going to have over the course of the season, I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be touch and go. I think it's going to be feast or famine when it comes to Brandon Cooks. Yeah. He's going to have those games where it's going to be seven receptions, 150 yards and two touchdowns and he's going to have a lot of games like he did week one i think it's going to be all over the place so i mean he for me he seems like a good flex but you must have two strong receivers ahead of him as well because he could be someone that could win you games each and every week on those weeks that he's hot but as, as a consistent wide receiver that's going to be tough because it looks like already that again when when the chips are down and if Goff, you know, is in any type of duress, 
he's going to start focusing more on Cup and Woods. And I think you nailed it, Contreras XD, when you said that, that he's going to focus on Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods the majority of the time. Anybody who has Brandon Cooks out there, including you, Contreras XD, if you've got him, I would kind of be concerned, but he's going to be that type of individual that's going to have those big games then disappear for two or three weeks. I don't completely disagree, but mostly I do. I would still take Cooks over the other two guys. Really? Until, yeah, until proven other. Because Robert Woods is not going to get – Robert in the PPR league, Robert Woods is probably a pick or two ahead if you were to redraft every week than of Cooks, but I'm not worried about Brandon Cooks at all yet. It's That, that ball is going to be spread around a lot. You know, that, that that's for sure. But there's a lot of spreading to be able to be done in L.A., and I really wouldn't worry about it too much. Let's put it this way. John Ross, right? Another big game came out of nowhere. You're going to start John Ross over Brandon Cooks? Because well, I know a lot of people one? are, and that's one of the things I want to lead into is, is because he's a, probably one of the biggest waiver wire pickups at this point in time when he's one of the mm-hmm. hottest names because he had such a huge game this past weekend. And with the injury to the AJ injury Green. to AJ Green, yeah. he's going to be their primary receiver for at least the next two to three weeks. So your thoughts on picking him up as a waiver wire must as a wide receiver, I think maybe oh, yeah. for at least two or three weeks, I think it's something everybody should consider. And if they pick him up, I think John Ross the third needs to be a play for that because at two, three weeks down the line, as soon as AJ Green comes back into the lineup, you're going to go ahead and put him on your bench or maybe even possibly by the halfway through the season, have him back on the waiver wire. Well, you know, JR3, as I'm dubbing him now, um, you know, him and Boyd are actually not a bad one-two punch by themselves. And, and I'm not completely sold on the fact that when AJ Green comes back, that AJ Green's the number one receiver still because we have to see how he plays post-injury. We assume that he will be, but it's not a hundred percent chance either. So if, if he would certainly be a guy that I'd be targeting. I think running backs. So last week I mentioned like there's always running backs, right? Like that's why you don't have to overpay for running backs in the draft because there's always running backs on the waiver wire that are popping up out of nowhere. You know, Chris Thompson is only owned in like fourteen percent of leagues, and I, I first of all I was right about Adrian Peterson. And now it turns out that I'm unright. All within 24 hours. I was exactly right that he's going to lose that starting job. And then guess what? Now he's got it again. Because Because guys just was horrible this past weekend. Well, well, guys got hurt. So, you know, guys is in a walking boot right now. And Chris Thompson is going to be now the number two back on a team that is bad. Not only should they have their name changed, but they're just a bad football team to be in general, and they're going to be playing from behind a lot, including this week. So Chris Thompson, I think, is a real good, solid pickup. I, Malcolm I, Brown from the Rams. Speaking of which, because Gurley is not, I don't, I don't think he looks hundred percent. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. I've I've noticed that he was trending. To be honest with you, that's a guy that I don't know a ton about. I, I really can't make a a confession on Malcolm well, Brown. Two touchdowns, but he's still. Not getting the majority of the work, but he's still getting enough to be a nice just Austin Eckler all over again without the holdout. So I think so, you know you have to be wary of him, especially if Gurley does not heal up or stay healthy for you over the course of time. Especially if you have mm-hmm. Gurley on your team, you need to be aware of Malcolm Brown uh, most definitely if he's out there on a waiver wire. Uh, one more name I want to throw out at everybody: Carlos Hyde from Houston. If he's out there on a waiver wire, I think he's a must because he looked like somebody that was a priority for the Houston offense this past weekend. That was a shock. I, I did not see that coming at all. In fact, all of the talk was going was trending the ex, exact opposite way in the in the week or so before the first game. So I was completely shocked to see that Carlos Hyde did anything. I know he's owned in a good percentage of leagues as well, but the, you know, Again, I'm not sure that. Okay, so I would look at a guy like Mostert before I would look at Carlos Hyde. Long, long. I know Ronald Jones was also a hot name uh, because he had a decent day. Yeah, Ronald Jones had a pretty decent day, and then I want to say I'm pronouncing the guy's name right. It's it's either it's either Mostert or Mostert from the 49ers. He looked pretty good too, and and he also now because of injuries is going to be the number two back on that team as well. So, and if Matt Breida goes down which is not going to be shocking. So he, 
surprise, surprise, he's a running back, it turns out. So these guys who you don't even think about drafting, and it's only week two. We're talking about guys who are who went drafted in zero percent of leagues. You know, it's it's amazing. So you're seeing why I say what I say. But yeah, there's there's a lot of guys out there. I'm actually debating right now as to who to to look to. Also, I will say outside of John Ross, because John Ross obviously was the big glaring, you know, semi surprise. They've been waiting for him for a few years now in Cincinnati, but. A.J. Brown and Preston Williams also both had pretty good day, first games of their career as as wide receivers. A.J. Brown of the Titans and Preston Williams of the Miami Dolphins. So Preston Williams, I think, is very intriguing. I think Preston is very intriguing. And lo and behold, the guy we talked about last week, Albert Wilson, did nothing and also got hurt. So Preston Williams is looking pretty decent. A.J. Brown just has a football player's name. Can you imagine a guy named A.J. Brown who doesn't play football and is like a superstar? So it's like he's just got a superstar football player's name. AJ, It's like A.J. Green and and Tim Brown. They mesh together. That's A.J. Brown, right? So, yeah, I, I would go for A.J. Brown for sure. I would go for Preston Williams for sure as well. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Listen up, all you gamers out there. Miracle Fruit Oil is ramping up the deals on its awesome Vitabrace Gaming Wristband. Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve your gaming performance. Vitabrace will help you achieve your gaming goals, whether it's that single-player campaign, retro classic, or battle royale. Head on over today to MiracleFruitOil.com, and if you use the code VITABRACE50, you'll get half off on a Vitabrace gaming wristband or use the code buy one get one and it's buy one get one free that's right just use the code Vitabrace50 or buy and the number one get and the number one today to get some great deals on some Vitabrace gaming wristbands so check it out today at miraclefruitoil.com Vitabrace win with it what about quarterbacks? Because there were several quarterbacks who are not on rosters, I can tell you right now, including someone that I think a lot of people have been looking for for a long time to go ahead and finally break through the potential of Matthew Stafford, who we've talked about ad nauseum over the past, what, four or five years now almost, about being that next great quarterback. And he just gives you that potential like once or twice every year to say, hey, you know what? I got to go ahead and make sure he's on my fantasy team or I got to go ahead and start him. Well, he had another great weekend this past weekend. So Mm -hmm. I ask you, my friend, is Matthew Stafford, who is available on a lot of waiver wires out there, is he someone you need to pick up? And is he someone that feasibly could start for a team that didn't do so well this past weekend? Well, up until recently, he was the number one paid quarterback in in the NFL. So they're paying him for a reason. He's always he was the number one pick for a reason. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. Matt Stafford has never been given the tools that he needs to be ultra successful. He's never had a super great offensive line as far as pass protection goes. They've gone into the season a few times expecting to have a top offensive line, especially like three, four years ago when they were like clear cut favorites to win the NFC Norris division and, and didn't win it. But I mean, again, like we said, the Browns are still the Browns. The Lions are still the Lions. Uh, until proven otherwise, it, it, as a Cubs fan, I sympathize with the Browns and the Lions. I really do. But I absolutely would take Matt Stafford, especially because I think Galladay is just so good. And somebody's got to feed Galladay. And it just so happens that Matt Stafford is the hand that feeds Galladay. You know, and they do have a pretty decent running back on that team as well. Not a lot of depth there. You know, they don't have Golden Tate anymore. They don't have Calvin Johnson, probably the best receiver of pure natural talent ever. But yeah, the Galladay, though, is a stud. I, I mean, I, I really, really like Galladay. And the fact that they're going to be behind most of the time, it helps out Matt Stafford. So now, I mean, there's a lot of people who are rushing to pick up guys like Josh Allen. Go ahead. You're going to cut them in two weeks. So. Well, I want to ask you this one last question on the waiver wire issues. And, and, and Dalton, again, by the way, too. Dalton. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I want to ask you. If you had yeah. a choice right now, because I'll tell you what, for, for my league, there's a lot of available quarterbacks out there that did really well over the past weekend. But some of it could be fool's gold. So I want to ask you, 
are you buying on any of these names? Case Keenum, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, or Josh Allen, like you said? Case Keenum's had so many shots, so many different places, and he's always been mediocre, so I'll, I'll pass. Josh Allen, maybe, because, I mean, he's still younger, right? He's not, he's only, is this his third year? Am I m- missing something here? I believe it's third. Yeah, so, I mean, that's certainly possible that he takes the next step. He's got a good running back now. We talked about him earlier with Singletary. It's possible with Josh Allen. I cannot believe what I saw to Andy Dalton. I, I also cannot believe that that's going to be normal. So I certainly would not, you you will not see me taking Andy Dalton. We, we know Andy Dalton. He is who we thought he was, to use that line again. So, Second year for, by the way, for Josh Allen. For Josh Allen, yeah. So, I mean, that's the... So Josh Allen's certainly a guy that you can look at, especially if you're in a dynasty or keeper league that he's probably not available, but I would certainly look at Josh Allen as somebody who could make that, that big leap in the second year of all the guys that are out there. I'm just looking at some of the list now. Darnold is useless. Fitzpatrick's useless. Keenum, I think is useless. The one guy who is questionable, who's on a lot of waiver wires is Marcus Mariota. So I mentioned before, Marcus Mariota throws to my daughter's, cousin so i want him to do well but i just don't i mean i wasn't that sold on marcus Mariota out of college just i mean it just didn't it just didn't it wasn't sexy to me for some reason sort of like melvin gordon i don't really have a lot to base that on but but i just never liked him but then we've seen what happened in his career and he's been a bad quarterback i don't know what the hell happened in that game i mean that that game when i think that they were I had on my confidence pool, I had Cleveland at number 11. Now, maybe I bought into the hype too much, but Tennessee is not a good football team. So could Mariota get you some garbage points? Sure. But is he going to win you a super? You have to ask yourself, who's going to be the better chance to, if you definitely need a quarterback, which at this point, I don't know why you would need a quarterback this early because nobody got hurt this week. I, I'm guessing you're picking him up as a speculative pick. Maybe you have Dak or Lamar and you're not, super sold yet so you're like yeah you know maybe one of these guys might be better in a few weeks and you and you may very well be right i just don't think it's andy dalton and i don't think it's marcus mariota allen on the other hand what's the worst that could happen cut him you know so uh, i i would i would lean towards allen i'm gonna disagree with you slightly on that josh allen has the potential but i'm gonna go with andy dalton reason why he's gonna he's gonna throw more he's gonna get more attempts he does have better receivers he does have better receivers, and he's going to get a lot of volume. If you're into volume, you're going to get a lot from him. I mean, he threw for over 400 yards this past weekend, threw for three touchdowns, did fumble twice, so that's kind of a concerning to me, and you're probably yes. going to see some interceptions from him over do you the course have, of time. Do you but have I, negative I, points is a big thing with Andy Dalton. Yeah, so, I mean, but he, he, like, he scored 20 over the weekend, so I, I think right now, for me, of that list, I would probably go with Andy Dalton would be probably my my best pick out of that bunch. But if you're able to go ahead and get Stafford and he's still a reach for you on the waiver wire, that would probably be my first choice of them. I, I would agree. I think Stafford over Dalton for sure. Stafford over Allen for sure. Stafford over Mariota, I think, as well. Oh, yeah. That, and Moses Moreno over Mariota until proven otherwise. Fair enough. Fair enough. My friend, it's been a great episode. Thanks so much again to Contreras XD for, again, asking some great questions out there. I cannot thank him enough. If you have questions for us at any point in time, it's Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You can get a hold of Jason Dutch there, or you can also send us on any of our social media, Voice from the Underground, Pop Culture Cosmos, or Inside Sports, or send us an email, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. I'll tell you what, before we hand on out, you got to share with everybody out there why they got to hang out with VFU, the podcast, and give that a listen. Well, don't listen to the show we posted yesterday because the audio got screwed up. But what but, about the week before but, with a certain week, individual? week before we had this super dude on, what's his name? Jerry Glassold? Oh, Gerald Glassford. Yes, and we, we always have a lot of fun when we have you on. So Voice from the Underground is a juxtaposition of politics and pop culture. We talk a lot about centrist political issues, what's going on with Trump and, you know, his firing of John Bolton and all that type of stuff. 
You can hear about that. There are some perspectives on it. We talk about, about race relations, social issues. And we also talk a lot about like Marvel movies and we kind of try to push those together and they're not like the most pushable togetherable things, but we try to do that anyway. And it results in a terrible podcast that you should totally listen to. So if you want to email me directly, you can do so VFU podcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on any, any of the podcast apps out there or just Google voice from the underground. It'll pop up on Google. Second best podcast in the world next to the pop culture cosmos. Well, again, for us, it's the pop culture cosmos. You want to check out that channel. We're on over 30 different podcast apps as well. For each week, we do shows Monday and Friday covering the latest news and trends in pop culture. But for us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, it's all over the place. And the shows with Jason also I send over to him. So if you hope be able to go ahead and pop it on Voice from the Underground, we also throw them up later on on Pop Culture Cosmos channel. But for the first run, it'll either be on Inside Sports or the Inside Sports Fantasy Football channel right on Anchor. So if you really want to get the latest and greatest of our shows right when it happens, check us out on Inside Sports Fantasy Football on Anchor. My friend, it's been awesome talking to you. Another great week coming up ahead. Are you up for next week? Why not? I should be here next week. Next week's softball week for me. So after softball, I'm all yours, honey. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So a late night for us indeed. Next week, we'll be talking about week two in the NFL. Later on this week, I'm scheduled to go ahead and have Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports to get you prepped for week three in the NFL. We're going to go over it extensively as we can on that show. So looking forward to that. We're going to try and tape it on Thursday. So be ready to play for you on Friday. So definitely looking forward to that as well. My friend, it's just been awesome to have you on the show once again. Looking forward to next week. Thank you for everybody that was watching out there, including Contreras XD. Just so glad to have everybody listening and watching us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Laters. 